may be forced to decide about things that no one seems to know or to be willing to say. If you were at home, at work, anywhere in your daily life, you might be ready to throw up your hands. You might not want to make the effort. Here, you must. You must. Let me remind you, there was a real crime. No one will dispute that. There was a real victim, real pain. You do not have to tell us why it happened. People's motives, after all, may be forever locked inside them. But you must at least try to determine what actually occurred. If you cannot, we will not know if this man deserves to be freed or punished. We will have no idea who to blame. If we cannot find the truth, what is our hope of justice? Spring Chapter 1 I should feel sorrier, Raymond Horgan says. I wonder at first if he is talking about the eulogy he is going to deliver. He has just looked over his notes again and is returning two index cards to the breast pocket of his blue serge suit. But when I catch his expression, I recognize that his remark was personal. From the rear seat of the county's Buick, he stares through the auto window toward the traffic thickening as we approach the south end. His look has taken on a meditative cast. As I watch him, it strikes me that this pose would have been effective as the picture for this year's campaign. Raymond's thick features fixed in an aspect of solemnity, courage, and a trace of sorrow. He shows something of the stoic air of this sometimes sad metropolis, like the soiled bricks and tar paper roofs of this part of town. It is a commonplace among those working around Raymond to say he does not look well. Twenty months ago, he split with Anne, his wife of thirty years. He has picked up weight and a perpetual grimness of expression which suggests he has finally reached that time of life when he now believes that many painful things will not improve. A year ago, the wagering was that Raymond did not have the stamina or interest to run again, and he waited until four months before the primary to finally announce. Some say it was addiction to power and public life that made him proceed. I believe the chief impulse was Raymond's outright hatred of his primary opponent, Nico Della Guardia, who was until last year another deputy prosecuting attorney in our office. Whatever the motivation, it has proved a difficult campaign. While the money lasted, there were agencies involved and media consultants. Three young men of dubious sexuality dictated as to matters such as the picture, and saw to it that this image of Raymond was applied to the backside of one of every four buses in the city. In the picture, he has a coaxed smile, meant to show a toughened whimsy. I think the photograph makes him look like a kind of sap. It is one more sign that Raymond has fallen out of step. That is probably what he means when he says he should feel sorrier. He means that events seem to be slipping past him again. Raymond goes on talking about Carolyn Polhemus's death three nights ago on the 1st of April. It's as if I can't reach it. I have Nico on one side making out like I'm the one who murdered her. And every jackass in the world with press credentials wants to know when we're going to find the killer. And the secretaries are crying in the johns. And in the end, you know, there's this woman to think about. Christ, I knew her as a probation officer before she graduated law school. She worked for me. I hired her. 
Smart, sexy girl. Hell of a lawyer. And you think about it eventually, you know, the actual event. I think I'm jaded, but Jesus. Some cretin breaks in there. And that's how she ends up. That's her au revoir? With some demented slug cracking her skull and giving her a jump? Jesus, Raymond says again. He can't feel sorry enough. No one broke in, I finally say. My sudden declarative tone surprises even me. Raymond, who has momentarily resumed his consideration of a lap full of papers brought along from the office, rears his head and fixes me with an astute gray eye. Where do you get that from? I'm slow to answer. We find the lady raped and bound, says Raymond. Offhand, I wouldn't be starting off my investigation with her friends and admirers. No broken windows, I say. No forced.